Hello everyone, welcome to the Sunny Point Investing Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to review a half yearly review of our 2021 ETF. So at the beginning of the year, um, we had put aside 10 stocks that I said we could use this as a 2021 ETF portfolio and uh, the stocks that I believed could have done well this year. So and they were at an attractive um, buying point that I thought. So we will review how we did, what was the performance like, how has it been, what are my thoughts, um, and going ahead, a little bit of explanation on what happened and with the companies and what I think could happen going ahead. So again, a little bit of um, summary. The 10 stocks were number one, Bristol Myers Squibb, number two, Merck, so these were the two um, dividend paying stocks, which were steady eddies. Number three was Regeneron um, Biotech, continuing from the above. Number four was Alibaba. Number five was Amazon. So three, four and five, Regeneron, Alibaba and Amazon were growth stories. Number six was Lowe's and number seven was Salesforce. These two were um, in the category of growing, but predictable growth. Nine, number nine was um, IPOF. Sorry, number eight was Cure, which is three times the healthcare ETF. Number nine was IPOF, which is a SPAC. And number 10 was Altimeter Growth Corp AGC, which was also a SPAC. So eight, nine, and 10 were the risky investments, the leveraged ETF uh, and two SPACs. So on a whole, as of today, as the end of um, uh, first half of the year, our portfolio has returned or this would have returned 7.43%. So if you had invested $10,000 at the start of this year on January 1, let's say, as of today, you would have $10,743. Now, that's great that's amazing right in the markets we say expect seven to ten percent return in the long term um, annually so in the era in the world where interest rates are paying you almost zero and a 10-year bond is 30-year uh, interest rate is still paying you somewhere between one to two percent here we have seven and a half percent in six months that is awesome that is amazing so if you simply do the um, extrapolation that could have been could be uh, or if you do it annualize it this return it could be about 15 percent annual return 15 percent annual return is no joke plus we haven't yet counted the dividends from companies like bristol myers and merck and lowe's so all in all that is great great return but I don't want to discount the bigger theme, which I'm getting to pretty soon um, on the not so positive side, right? So S&P 500 started the year at 37.38 uh, and now it is at 43.37. So the percentage change in the S&P has been 16% and that's not annualized. That's not annualized. Uh, it is exactly the return in the first six months. So what I'm trying to say here is also that our portfolio returned seven and a half percent while 
S&P 500 returned 16%. So actually, compared to the market, the delta is negative. So actually, this portfolio has underperformed the market by 8.6%, which is by any means not good. And in, um, in real industry terms, unacceptable. So <laughs> as much as I would like to say, it's a great thing if you model that portfolio, started with $10,000 and put it in, in trusting these 10 names, you would have earned $743 which would be annualized 15% return, which in itself is great. But the markets have been doing good, have been hitting new all-time highs. And with that respect, we should have done better. So let's get into the performance of individual companies, see what companies are lagging, which have brought down the performance of our um, index and without which we could have done much better. So. Uh, when we are reviewing, I will take the category where the company's relative performance versus S&P is more than 20%, as in they have done 20% higher, better than the S&P 500, and then the category where the companies that have done worse than 20% versus the S&P, and then there are others. So we will get to that relative portion pretty quickly, but just a summary on individual terms not relative um, how have the companies done so cure which is a three times healthcare etf has returned the highest percentage return so far which is 43 percent and this was supposed to be volatile i mean you know um could have really gone the other way as well you know it is a 3x um etf so the start of the year it was 77 and right now it is at 110 so that's a 43% return. Right after that is the Lowe's return. Lowe's was 160 at the start of the year. Right now it's 195. So that's 22% return. Number three is Regeneron, which has returned about 21%. At the start of the year, it was at 483. Right now it is exactly at 583, which is 100 bucks more. So these three are the stocks which are more than 16% up for the year and 16% is what S&P is up, right? So these are the companies which have performed better than the S&P 500 in relative terms. Cure has performed 27% better. Lowe's and Regeneron are about five to 6% better. So only three companies out of 10 have outperformed the S&P 500, uh, which is not good. Um, we would want a more than 50% hit rate, right? Uh, again, this is timing and timing is very sketchy and critical, but also not predictable in the long term doesn't matter as much. But just because this is an annual ETF, it does matter. So these three are the companies who have outperformed. Now, again, absolute returns, and then I'll get to the relative returns of other companies. So after that, the other performer that has been decent, doing decent, is Salesforce, which is up 11.5%. It was 222 at the start of the year. Right now it's 248. Very decent and good by any terms, but 11.5% is underperforming from the S&P 500 16% return. So it's underperforming by 4.5%. Next one in the chain is Bristol Myers, which has returned 8%, and also Amazon, which has returned 8%. Both of them, while 
have been very close to what our entire ETF portfolio return has been, right? About seven and a half percent. They have underperformed the market by eight percent as well. So those are the most in line with our overall performance, but underperforming the market. Now, let's talk about the companies that have, or the stocks that have done the worst. So starting from the bottom, the company that has had the worst result is IPOF down 17%. At the start of the year, it was at $12.30. Right now, it's at 10.2. So it has gone down by 17% while the market has been up 16%. So that's a relative underperformance of 33%. And the next one, I'll explain it with the next one because they are from the same vein, I guess. AGC, Altimeter Growth Capital, is um, down 11.5%. At the start of the year, it was at $12.90. Right now, it is at 11.40. So that's down 11. Market is up 16. So underperformance is 27%. The common thing between those, both of them are SPACs. So in our eight, nine and 10 picks, right? Number eight, nine and 10, we expected much higher volatility. So we said Cure, IPOF and AGC. They will all be super volatile, but we hope and it looked like they had higher chances of being volatile in the positive direction. While Cure has done better and really good, the other two have not. So one of the um, two things that I think have been really impacting the underperformance is the SPAC um, <laughs> rut kind of thing. Uh, so one thing, if I had to list two things that have affected our underperformance, right? Number one is tech going out of favor for a while. And I mean, selective tech, you know? So. Facebook and Google, while I did not include this after Amazon saying that it would just be a FANG index, those are the ones that have done really good this year because of the reopening, resurgence of ad dollars, while Apple and Amazon haven't been doing as good. So we have Amazon, but other than Facebook and Google, the tech were, was not going through a boom time, let's say, in the first half of this year. We went back to cyclicals, we back, went back to industrials. Um, and the tech that has done good was not in this portfolio. We picked Amazon over Facebook and Google and Facebook and Google have been doing good now. And to some extent, you would say that I should have seen this coming. I should have picked the plays that are uh, more geared to the resurgence versus Amazon, which was more geared to when people were home and getting more things delivered. But I think that's a digestion period for Amazon. But yeah, that's one thing. So the second thing that happened was SPACs went out of favor. SPACs were red hot at the beginning of the year. I knew it's gonna, you know, not be that red hot for like long, but we picked two companies that we were confident that they will do better in the long run. And we hoped they would do better in this year also. So they were um, both run by phenomenal guys, um, Chamath Palihapathia and uh, Brad Gertzner. So IPOF and AGC. AGC, Ultimate Growth Capital, the news on that is that it has already agreed to acquire Grab, the um, all-in-one but pretty uh, clearly known as the ride-hailing app in Southeast Asia. Now, it is a great company and I think it will do really good in the long term. And in my own holdings, I've only added a little bit more since the start of the year. 
and after this news the valuation i think they're for at a valuation of about 40 billion dollars which is expensive but it is forward looking and in you know three to five years i think it should be much higher what it does this year is kind of uncertain we will see what it does the rest of this year and you still see uber and lyft i mean uber especially not doing as good the stock of uber and which also i am bullish on but with the reopening taking place i believe uber should have done better the stock uber and i believe grab should also do better but we will see you know wall street goes through fashion shows sometimes something is in favor sometimes it's not the growth super high growth momentum stocks they're often in favor but not always uh, and SPACs fall under the same rhythm they were in favor and not now so let's see ipof is a little bit more uncertain because we still don't know what the target is the rumors have been that it could be equinox and i hope um it is not kind of because the market seems very not excited about that so if it is equinox i hope that the valuation is pretty attractive if not i feel i hope that chamath gets a better target wanted to go through them because these were um, the highest underperformance versus the market the next two underperformers have been alibaba and merck alibaba has been down six and a half percent for the year and merck has been down four percent usually again down six percent down four percent is very common it's not a big deal for stocks to be you know languishing around but in a time where the s p 500 is up 16 percent we have been underperforming by 22 and 20 percent respectively for alibaba and merck and that's why it needs a little bit of explanation what's going on alibaba again has been going in a rut of its own uh in between in between the things that have uh, been going on from the chinese government about the crackdown on the antitrust and the tech industry it but it had already happened at the start of the year right it had already hit alibaba the first and that's why we picked alibaba because it was already hit but the thing is it's been languishing in the red and it hasn't come back yet i believe it will it's just a matter of when and not if but we just don't know when and that's the tricky part with the projection within a year so alibaba started the year at 232 right now it's at 218 we don't know when but i believe it will come back and the business is doing fine Merck. now Merck, on the other hand is a little bit more murky now it started the year at 82 it's now at 78 no big deal but again in an outperforming market it's pretty underperforming the indexes and this one is more than alibaba a fault of its own so last two quarters the results have not been good they have missed the estimates and they have provided a guidance that was not like much less than spectacular you would say they haven't been executing well they gave up on the vaccine efforts pretty quickly too and there hasn't been anything exciting coming out of the pipeline as well so while the valuation was attractive at the start of the year there was no reason for the market to really um you know the estimates have gone down so there was no reason for the market to reevaluate the valuation upwards what happens as a result 
stock just lags around you know just keeps going a little bit up, up and down of where it is and languishes right there while the S&P 500 earnings estimates have been going up so the market keeps going up so the upward revision in the index earnings and the languishing estimates or downward estimates uh, trend in Merck is also reflected in the prices the stock of Merck underperforming the 100 so full transparency here uh, I have actually sold out my personal holdings of Merck and um, so outside of this one ETF uh, portfolio model but yeah I moved my Merck to Mercado Libre I know there's very different kinds of companies but um, I just believed that with the languishing guidance and not so good execution you know in, in the long run I would say it's fine uh, companies many times have um, transitions like these the CEO is also Ken Frazier is also leaving or has left by now I believe so there has been periods of many companies where two or three quarters go by and they don't execute well and they get back on track again but maybe that's what's going on with Mark but as for my patients um, I already had Bristol Myers and AbbVie in this area which is biotech and pharma and high dividend slow growth players so I thought there was over welcome of stay at Merck and moved on to Mercado Libre as I needed to invest there and I didn't have enough capital so that's what we did I did with Merck moving on from these the other underperformers have been Bristol Myers and Amazon and Salesforce so Bristol Myers has been up 8% um, Amazon has been up 8% and Salesforce has been up 11.5%. They've been, I believe, underperforming with no fault of their own. And I have full faith and confidence that I don't see any reason why anybody should touch these stocks in their individual portfolios. Bristol Myers still trading at a great valuation. I think one of their earnings was not that impressive, but some of the clinical trial data was. So let it be there and amazon again the company is doing great change of ceo again some transition going on there and i hope and i wish um, jeff bezos all the best with his uh, flight on 20th of july into the space but as for the stock goes i believe the change of transition hands just maybe threw off investors a little bit and they're gonna wait a little bit in terms of a couple quarters to see how it goes but my full confidence is Amazon would be the company who could really easily hit $3 trillion in some years to come. So for this year as well, I believe there's no point in touching Amazon. So that's that. Salesforce has been also executing. It's been doing well. It's just that the growth fell out of favor for a little bit and it just haven't, hasn't gotten its mojo yet in terms of momentum. So I'm very happy with these stocks and that's what I think the general takeaway I would give is that I'm very happy with many of the stocks and we haven't yet talked about two that have outperformed so other than Cure so Lowe's and Regeneron Lowe's has been doing good and um, it has been riding the wave of housing and um, housing prices and renovations and Regeneron was really undervalued before it its estimates for the uh, COVID treatment has also gone up since and also 
some of the clinical data has been really good and execution and on the quarters was very good too and i believe there is more room to run so my takeaways in general was that many companies on the list that i'm very happy with how they're executing and stock movements are just a matter in time of what's in the fashion show right now so lowe's regeneron salesforce alibaba amazon and bristol myers these are the companies that i'm very happy with how they're executing and if they're executing and the earning estimates are holding up or gonna get better i believe all of these should perform better cure while it has performed really good we will how it goes it's a three <laughs> it's a three times uh, leveraged etf we don't know fully uh which direction it would go from here but i hope good because healthcare was pretty undervalued at the beginning of the year and all the major players have gained as a result of covid treatments and vaccines and more um support to biotech companies and funding and approvals in general the two that i am disappointed uh, by in terms of the execution is uh, merk and ipof merk because they just haven't done a good job at execution and ipof because they still haven't acquired anything and now chamath i hope you're up to something good but so far the talk of equinox doesn't excite me and doesn't excite the market so i hope they're working on a better target and um, the stock moves back up now this can also be really helpful in turning around the performance of the whole portfolio because SPACs, if made the right deal, could really uh, jump up really quickly and could even double. So we don't know. That's still a wild card, still a wild card. And I think from here on out, the most volatile investment could be IPOF. And that's the level of volatility we expected in the CTF because three were risky plays, but we didn't want the steady eddy return of wanting to match the markets and we did want to go and take a shot at outperforming and that's why we had these but so far two out of the three risky investments are not panning out so let's see and one that has done its job and depends on how the SPACs behave or the growth capital behaves is AGC which has acquired grab again I I fear a little bit that it will take longer time than six months to really come out above in terms of performance and um, put out a really good performance. But it's in a league of its own. It doesn't follow the market, you know. So some uh, <laughs> the reason why we didn't include Facebook, Google, and Apple was that we didn't want to we didn't want to literally mimic the top holdings of S&P 500. We want to take a little bit of risk and take a shot at outperforming. But, and these two that haven't performed well, IPUF and AGC, have broadened down the uh, performance. And I do not want to take those two out and say, oh, we would have beaten the market if those two were not in, you know, like X SPACs. Don't want to do that. So not going into that calculation at all you have to own it and those were the 10 and they have to own all 10 and even though they were riskier we did say they would all be one tenth so that those were the rules and i'm sticking and abiding by that and i'm not going to present a greener scenario of uh, x spec so let's stick with that that's the summary the first half i'm happy with about 
seven to eight companies on how they're performing in terms of execution. I'm not happy with Merck and IPOF. Let's see what happens. At the same time, I am happy with most of the companies on how they're executing in terms of stocks. Somehow been out of fashion. I have hopes from Alibaba. I have hopes from Amazon. And um, I have hopes of continuing and holding their performance for Lowe's and Regeneron and Salesforce and Bristol Myers. So hopefully this will turn around in terms of AGC, Cure and IPOF, the risky ones, helping us better. But I would still say 15% annualized return first half of the year. Not too bad, not too shabby, but not that great as well in terms of if I was running this fund, I would be underperforming. So that's not good. So but that underlining, I hope you're following the CTF and you're following the actual results of how the companies are doing. And that's why I'm covering stock performance, but also I'm covering execution. So will I really watch in terms of um, if I would have hold on or held on to these companies in my individual portfolios would be performance uh, in the business and the stocks follow here and there. But the year term, one year term definitely puts some more trickiness out there. Now, one thing again I would not also do is uh, swap out anything or swap in anything. Um, I don't want to put out anything that is underperforming and put in something that I would think would do better because as promised, this was the yearly ETF. This was a 2021 ETF. And regardless of whether you follow the update or not, you should get the same results. So if you invested at the start of the year, we will follow those 10 to the end of the year, regardless of we like the quarters, don't like the quarters. If something else is a more better value or whatever rotation is going on in the market, doesn't really matter. So I'm not doing the expat calculations. I'm not doing any substitutions because those were the rules of the game. We're sticking by it. 15% annualized return, but not great compared to the markets. And thank you for following this. With this in mind, I would finally, uh, at the end, leave you with some insights into what I'm doing in terms of how I changed my personal holdings out of this. Now, these holdings I can't change because that's what the rules, but in my personal, as I told you, um, I've exited out of Merck. So, because I didn't like the execution and there were many similar opportunities that I was in. Regeneron, I'm adding and have been adding because it's doing better. Alibaba and Amazon, I have been adding because I feel the company's execution is doing better. Um, the stock's not as much, which means the valuations are getting better. So keep adding. Um, CRM, I'm taking a break. Salesforce, not done doing much. Lowe's, um, I'm being actually adding to MDC Holdings, which is in housing. So which goes in the same line as Lowe's. I already have Lowe's. AGC, I am not adding now because I feel like this may take time to plan out, as I said, play out. And um, it, when growth comes back to the fashion show, it will go back up. But I think given the valuation they acquired Grabat, it will take some time. So I'm not in no rush to add more. Cure, I'm holding. Usually I add 3x ETFs when they go down a lot. And now when it's on the upturn, I'm going to go and keep going with that. When it goes way up, I feel like it's extended. I would trim actually, but right now I'm doing nothing. IPOF, I'm doing nothing. There is not enough information to find out anything new. So Merck, by the way, that I exited, I went on to Mercado Libre. I think I covered that. 
I'm adding to Regeneron, Alibaba, and Amazon. I think I covered that. And in general, in high growth tech, I'm very happy with how Facebook and Google have been doing in my personal portfolios. But I've been saying that the thing to add if you were not in high growth tech have been the areas which have not outperformed the market. So I would say, I would suggest Amazon and Apple are the stocks to add now. And I just added last month a little bit more on Amazon when it was in 3300s and Apple when it was in 120s actually added um, calls for $140 for January 2022. So let's see how that goes. But I just wanted to leave you with some personal insights on what I'm doing in case you're looking for a little bit more than just what um, the review is for the CTF. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this and I hope um, you're, if not invested in this ETF, um, then at least watching out for how these companies are doing because these are some of the really good companies out there and it's an interesting space. If you're new, definitely keep following and um, hopefully you're listening to other episodes and well and you would subscribe and share with a friend. If any questions, let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram. My handle right now is at the sunny point and i'm taking all the requests to do any tip tuesdays or answer any questions in dms or uh, follow my website sunnygoklani.com thank you for listening happy investing and have a great second half to the year